it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Another racehorse is emerging at left-wing liberal Sleepy Women's Smith College in Massachusetts. Uh, a student, a uh, daughter of African immigrants named Umu. I want to make sure I get her name right. I want to pronounce the name proper, properly. Umu Kantue. Kanute. 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 Claims that she is the victim of eating while black. Now, she's attending a $60,000 a year, $60,000 a year liberal arts school nestled away in Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm sorry, $80,000 a year. Excuse me, 60. That's, that's, that's so pedestrian. $80,000 a year. And the story started to break when the New York Times interviewed a former employee of the school named Jackie Blair, who resigned after being accused of being racist. And there's a whole lot of stuff here. This got picked up by the Daily Mail. I'll give you the spoiler alert. After the college reacted by forcing some people out of their jobs, even though they had been there for 35 years or more, after forcing all staff to undergo white sensitivity training or racial sensitivity training, anti-racist training, they hired a pricey, pricey, pricey law firm to fully investigate this uh, act of hate, only to have the law firm say, it's a hoax and this girl's making it up. Now, you know what that means, right? You you know that uh, uh, Umu is going to get a Medal of Freedom from Biden. There's going to be some courage award. She will probably be trotted out at the BET Awards or something like that. Just, we know nothing's going to happen to her because the stuff never does. It never happens. But anyway, let me read directly from the back and forth as described by the law firm. Jackie Blair, a veteran cafeteria employee, mentioned to Canute that the cafeteria was reserved for the summer school and decided to drop it, according to the New York Times. A janitor who was in his 60s and of poor sight and had worked at Smith for 35 years was emptying garbage when he saw a figure reclining and eating alone in a far corner of the canteen, which was supposed to be closed. Campus police had advised staff to call security rather than confront strangers on their own, so the janitor called security. This is employees of the, of the college following the protocol they were ordered to follow, okay? We have a person sitting there laying down in the living room, the janitor told a dispatcher according to a transcript. I didn't approach her or anything, but he seems out of place. Now remember, Did I mention at the top of this that she has a shaved head? She has a shaved head, kind of like Ayanna Presley. Uh, She has a shaved head. So this is an old man in poor sight who sees someone, looks like to him, is sleeping in a cafeteria that's supposed to be closed. A well-known older campus security officer drove over to the dorm where the cafeteria was situated and was accompanied by a campus police officer. 
He recognized her as a student, and they had a a brief, polite conversation, which she recorded on video. Hi, she says. How are you doing, the man says. Good, how are you, she replied. We were wondering why you were here, he says. Oh, I was eating lunch. I'm working the summer program, so I was just relaxing on the couch. Oh, just taking a break, so you're with the program? Yeah, actually, I'm a TA, she says. He says, okay, well, uh, so that's what it was. We just wondered. She says, it's okay. It's the kind of stuff that happens way too often where people just feel threatened. Hours later, she wrote on Facebook, it's outrageous that some people question my being at Smith, my existence overall as a woman of color. She said the officer who could have been carrying a lethal weapon left her near in near meltdown. Canate did not mention that Blair had already told her the empty cafe was closed except for the summer school students. She wrote, I cannot even sit down and eat lunch peacefully. I did nothing wrong. I wasn't making a noise or bothering anyone. All I did was be black. No, here's what happened. She was told that the cafeteria was closed. It was only to be opened for summer school students which probably means they had a smaller staff, a skeleton crew, that they would not have people who routinely serve food, clean up food, you know, running the cafeteria morning, noon, night. It was just going to be reserved for a smaller group of people and a small staff. A custodian who was an old man who'd been with the university, the college for 35 years, who was in poor sight, saw someone he thought was a stranger sleeping on a couch. There was a check of her that was ordered to staff. Do not approach strangers. When they figured out who she was, they said, okay, well, you know, this is closed. She now has created this giant racist incident that was fully investigated by a law firm. And they said, none of her claims are true. So we have the next great race hoax. There is video evidence. There's transcripts, there's been an investigation, there's school policy. All of the people mentioned have either been forced out of their jobs or fired. Are they going to get their jobs back? Is there going to be restitution? What's going to happen here? Well, we know what's going to happen here. She's going to get some kind of award for this. She demonstrated courage. Even though this is once again a hoax, it starts a conversation. Every single time there's a race hoax. Jesse Smollett, every single time there's a race hoax, activists defend it as, well, this happens so often. If it happens so often, then you shouldn't rely on hoaxes. If you look back over the past 15 years, the overwhelming majority of racial incidents or racist incidents turn out to be hoaxes. But the activists keep telling us that it's everywhere. White supremacy is everywhere. White nationalism is everywhere. We have to purge the military. We have to purge law enforcement. We have to purge the government. We have to have the UN and come in and purge our souls of white supremacy because look at what happened to Jussie Smollett. He was out at 1 a.m. in deep freezing temperatures getting a Subway sandwich at like, what, 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning when he just happened upon a group of men wearing MAGA hats carrying bleach and nooses who were just out looking for gay black men to tie up in nooses and splash bleach in their face. And nobody even questioned this. When it turned out it was a lie, not only was he not prosecuted, the activists said, well, this is the story that 
This is the story of black gay men in America. Gay in, no, it's not. If that was the case, you wouldn't need high-profile hoaxes to start conversations. Actually, the conversation we should be having is about all the hoaxes. Now, I'm not going, I've done it. It gets boring. It gets tedious. It takes up too much time. I have gone over all of these incidents a bazillion times. And there's one thing that ties them all together, especially when dealing with college campuses. On a college campus, if you declare that you're the victim of a hate crime, you become an instant celebrity. Instant. Instant celebrity. There are candlelight vigils. There's news coverage. There, you know, everyone takes turns at the microphone, even if they have nothing to do with you demographically. We start ginning up investigations. The FBI comes in. We have, we have nonstop conversations about hate crimes in America. And then when it co- turns out to be a hoax and the FBI packs up its tents and the camera crews go elsewhere, nobody ever seems to ever get in trouble. And nobody says, I'm, I'm sorry, that was a lie. As a matter of fact, nine out of 10 times that there's a race hoax, it's blamed on a straight white male. And nobody ever says to that straight white male, we're sorry we falsely accused you. Oh, cry me a river, you straight white males. You're not entitled to anything in this society, even when you're falsely accused. This is how it's going to, this is, well, we, we, we don't owe you anything. No, you don't owe somebody something because they're a straight white male. You owe them an apology for a false accusation. When you accuse someone, when you see all of the activists jump on the bandwagon, the media spends, uh, you know, spends time on it night after night. They put the experts and the activists in the split screen debates night after night. The experts sitting around the glass tables, the network logo, coffee mugs, talk about hate in America. Coming up tonight on CNN, a special two hour special on white supremacy in America. Nobody ever says, <laughs> oops, uh, our bad. We just spent, uh, we just spent uh, like three weeks uh, claiming that, you know, white supremacy was this horrible, awful thing based on this story that turned out to be fake. Now, I have another question. Not really a question. Inez Stepman is going to be joining us from the Independent Women's Forum Top of the Hour to talk about transgender athletes. Uh, and then uh, we have some other stuff coming up. Let me just throw this out there to you. The all-women's college. The all-women's college. Andrew, isn't that sexist? Hold on. I don't even need to go there. The all-women's college. Trans women, cis women, right? They're all just women. Just girls. Just girls staying up late. Well, Maybe at this place, I wouldn't say staying up late, having pajama parties, putting on nail polish. I mean, maybe they're grooming their armpit hair or something. Hey, Stacy, you like my new Birkenstocks? They go with my armpit hair. When's rugby practice? Try to imagine a guy, just a dude, cis male. I mean, currently identifies as a cis male. Applies to a whole bunch of colleges, doesn't get in. Thinks, you know what? I'm also an 80s hair metal fan. If I just start dressing like Poison circa 1987, 
Maybe I can get in to Smith College. Andrew, who would do that? Hold on. So for the purpose of his college application, he says, I'm trans. Now, you know, what's a little, what's a little leopard print spandex pants, long hair and some eyeliner? Maybe an off-the-shoulder tank top, right? If he wants to, you know, get it on with cis women, maybe he drives into Boston, just doesn't wear the eyeliner, puts the hair back in a man bun. After graduation, says, you know what? I'm not trans anymore. <laughs> I, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, Lori. I'm uh, Lionel. What happens then? In other words, we have no standards for this. And whatever standards we're going to create aren't going to make any sense. So we're going to be talking to Inez Stepman about this a little bit later. one 895 patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilcount Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125. <laughs>